Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you so much. Thank you, Lord God, for this time of worship that we had, Lord, this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence and your power in our life. We thank you for the community of believers that have gathered together, Lord God. We are the family of God. We are the church online and on campus, Lord God. Lord, I just pray that you speak to our hearts during these next few moments. By your word, Lord God, help us to become the people of God you've called us to be and change us from the inside out. And we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Say, this is my Bible, the living and powerful, proven word of God, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, God's holy word on which I stand. And having done all, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Whatever the word of God says I am, whatever the word of God says I have, whatever the word of God says I can do, say with me, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, we're talking about anger this morning, and there's major... By the way, there's a set of notes that you received today already here on campus. If you need a a set, just raise your hand. It'll give you a good framework on the message, especially today. And then at home, you can also get those. You can access those online as well. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow, somebody brought in... Fiji water. I'm styling today, guys. Usually it's Kirkland, but today we got Fiji water. Somebody brought it in for a speaker or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, what makes people angry? Um, There's all kinds of things, big things, little things. Sometimes it's the little things that make us angry, and I was just writing down some uh, that I wanted to share with you. Uh, What makes people angry, question mark, all right? Let me just give you a few of my favorites here this morning, all right? First of all, when people chew their food loudly around you. And now, I got to just tell you, I've got kind of an acoustic head uh, I don't know what it is, but when I chew my food, you, it kind of reverberates through my head, and people have told me about this, so I try not to eat cornflakes in front of them, but rather cream of wheat and uh, grits, all right? Uh, but anyway, that can get annoying. Secondly, when people talk loudly on the phone in public places, like you're not even there, I mean, or on an airplane, that kind of can, starts to bug you a little bit. Third one that I wrote down here is when someone walks super slowly in front of you in an aisle or at a a store or on a sidewalk. I had this happen yesterday at uh, or the day before at Walmart. And uh, so I was trying to get to the self-checkout and then right, I had an open lane and then a guy cut in in front, not cut in, he just walked in, but he's walking like this, you know. And God bless him, that's best to be, but I was right behind him. I'm kind of like, I, I want, I'm a fast walker like this and then I got to slow it down like this and just kind of walk in there like that and then, and then not get amped up about it at all. Uh, here's another one that'll make you angry, when you stub your toe. Oh my goodness. You know, when I walk from my bathroom to the bed at night and it's dark and I don't turn any lights on, sometimes I'll hit the corner of the bedpost and I, oh, and I'll go like, ouch. And then if it's really bad, I go, ouch, ouch. And then if it's really bad, I go, ouch. And uh, and I just like, I'm mad at myself for even doing that. And my toes are talking to me because they're mad at me too. And, And anyway, it's just one of those things. 
Uh, I had more to say about that, but I can't remember what it was, when you stub your toe, but it really hurts. Oh, there are sometimes I've stubbed it so hard that I actually do a little cry. I go, oh, man, that's so bad. <laughs> like, then, then I go back to bed, okay? And then I, you know, I just have to have, get it out there. Oh, that was so bad. Anyway, then here's another one. When people don't use their turn signals, making a turn, that gets me aggravated every now and then. It happens all the time. And remember what they taught you in school, in driver's school, always signal your intention. So always tell people what you're getting ready to do, and that'll help. Uh, here's another one uh, related to driving. When someone stops at a roundabout, they stop in the roundabout. Now, come on. Here in America, in Europe, they've got the roundabouts, you know, down. But here in America, we're just starting to get used to it. And so they stop or they hesitate and they go, no, you keep on moving. If you're in a uh, roundabout, you keep on moving. And then here's another one. When a baby cries on an airplane or at a restaurant or in a movie theater and their parents don't do anything about it. Doesn't that bug you? And uh, here's, here's one of my favorites. I, this gets me every time it happens. When you pour a bowl of cereal and realize there's no milk. Oh, no. That one just gets to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, can't remember what my favorite cereals right now. I'm kind of on a honey bunches of oats kind of a thing right now. I'm liking that a lot, okay? And uh, I don't know what you're on, Captain Crunch or... Uh, and whoever ever tried, I still can't get into this uh, uh, cinnamon raisin thing going. Uh, no, no, not cinnamon. What is it called? French toast in a box? No, what's it called? What am I trying to say? That one right there. Okay, thank you. Um, which one is it? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Does anyone like that? Yeah, people are crazy for that cereal. I've got to give it a try. Okay. All right. Okay, it's not in my notes, but there you have it. And there, here's another one that gets you mad is when you're put on hold for longer than five minutes. And they said, they just said, we'll be right with you, but then you're on hold for five minutes, then into eternity. And then, um, and then here's the last one that makes you upset is when somebody tells you to calm down and you're already being calm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get in an argument with your wife, or, or not an argument, but a discussion. And they go, calm down. I'm being calm right now. Have you, anyway, have you all had that happen, all right? So we're living right now in the age of rage, all right? We're living in an age of rage when more people than ever are getting angry and agitated. And angry airline passengers are up. We never had to deal with this. You're always respectful on an airplane or you might get kicked off. But just in the last week, there's been 126 disruptions on airline flights just in the United States, 126, bringing our total up to this point of useless information, 4,600 this year so far, 4,600 incidents on airplanes this year so far. It has to do with how tense everything is over the, in, uh, over the uh, uh, pandemic. And about 72% of the issues that happen on planes are related to one thing. They're related to the federal transportation mask mandate. Can you get, go figure, right? So people are upset about whether you're wearing a mask or not wearing a mask on an airplane. But they, it just causes anger to erupt. So here's what I want to say. Today, people are angry about all kinds of things. They're angry about COVID, the COVID pandemic. They're angry about masks. They're ang angry about mandates, vaccines, boosters, information, misinformation, inflation, immigration, shortages, uncertainty, and politics. Other than that, they're not mad about anything. So 
that's why we're going to talk about anger and overcoming anger in your life because this is extremely important because learning to overcome anger is the difference between living an overcoming life or living in defeat. How many of you would rather live an overcoming life and not live in defeat, all right? So we're going to talk about anger, how to overcome it from a scriptural point of view, and then we're going to pray and ask God to remove the anger from your life and replace it with the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's what we're going to do today. So we're talking about one thing. The big one thing that we're talking about right now is anger and how to overcome it. And we'll go at it just from a few different facets in Scripture that are really going to help you. And I want to just say here this morning that as you leave today, you're going to leave in a better condition than you came in, all right? I just want you to know that. And those of you that are dealing with anger, what we have to give you in the Word of God today is going to help you instantly. If you'll let the Word of God inside of your spirit, it's going to help you instantly in this area of anger. So you're going to walk out of this place lifted up by the Word of God today and helped by the Word of God. So let's look at anger uh, in your notes. Anger is a strong feeling of displeasure or hostility. It's a nice place of, nice way of just saying, you know, you're angry. A strong feeling of displeasure or hostility, and you know, yeah, that's just a succinct way of saying it. But here's what I want you to see. Anger is an emotion that you're going to have to deal with every single day. It's going to have to be dealt with in your life every single day. Not all anger is bad, though. I want you to see this, especially when it leads to action that makes something better. In fact, the Bible says this, in your anger, do not sin. I want you to say it with me this morning. In your anger, do not sin. So there's a... Uh, there's a uh, proposition here is what's going is that the word of God says you're going to get angry in your life but in your anger do not sin all right so being angry in a constructive way can actually be productive if it's done in a constructive way and let me give you some examples all right our nation the United States of America was born when 56 patriots got angry enough to create and to sign the declaration of independence we want independence and from 13 colonies, they formed a new nation called the United States of America. How do you know that that is the anger pointed in the right direction, right? Because it got us to this point. And then the United States put a man on the moon in 1969, but you don't realize this. All of the thousands of satellites that are in the uh, sky today were started by the first one, which was Sputnik, or Sputnik, actually. I think it's called Sputnik from Russia that was launched in 1957. They were the first. Russia was the first one to get the uh, satellite into space in the first place back in 1957. It put the uh, United States on their heels. They were so angry about it that that angry ter anger turned into action. They put up a satellite, but not only that, but 11 years later, they put a man on the moon in 1969. So when you have that anger focused in the right direction, like they didn't want to be number two. The United States didn't want to be number two in the space race. They wanted to be number one, so they focused their attention, and, and uh, that, that anger actually caused them to be number one in the space race, all right? Uh, although we still love the Russians over there, too. They've got the space station and all of that, too. And by the way, when I say you love the Russians, uh, you've you got to go to Russia someday, and then you'll know what I mean. When you see the Russian Christians over there, they're just like you and me. They don't understand their government either, and they don't know everything that's going on, you know, and they're, they're going like, we hug each other, we, we pray for one another, and, and, and uh, so just so you know, if you ever get a chance to go to Russia, uh, I, was, I went there... Uh, 
couple of years ago, I was flying through the clouds and I go like, what are we, I'm going to go to this strange new land that I've been talking about all of my life, you know, and, and I land in the, and I get under the clouds over Moscow and the first thing that I saw was an Ikea store. <laughs> and I go like, whoa, you know, I just kind of just threw me for a loop. And some of the most uh, wonderful shopping malls you ever saw in your life, and of course, they still are an enemy politically, but the people in Russia are wonderful. Uh, that's not even my notes, but I'll give it to you free this morning. Can I get a witness? Amen. Uh, where am I at now? Uh, anger. Anger is an emotion you must manage every single day. In your anger, don't, be, don't, don't send. And then, by the way, use it in a productive way. MLK, Martin Luther King, became angry over social injustice and made a difference through peaceful, nonviolent resistance. That's pointing your anger in the right way. So anger, when we have it, must be dealt with quickly. Say it with me this morning, quickly. And the Bible says this, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, which means a lot of you are going to be losing a lot of sleep. You'll be staying up all night. It says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, and don't give the devil a foothold. Three things in that verse. First of all, in your anger, don't sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Barbara and I have been married for a good number of years now. And, and actually about 46 years, so that's a good number of years. And we just know right now the anger thing, the anger solution is not a solution at all. And if we all are ever at odds with one another or if we have something tension in our marriage or whatever, we always make it a point not to go to bed with that anger. In other words, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, don't hold a grudge, especially against your wife, your spouse, Hey, everybody, at the end of the day, all you got left is family, so you better treat them right. Come on, don't be quiet on me now. And so so we try not to let our anger go down, uh, the wrath go down. And then it says, but when you are angry, if you don't do it this way, you give a foothold to the devil. So how many of you know that we don't want the devil to have a foothold, and one of his greatest footholds is through anger, all right? So... um, uh, so watch that. Now, on your cars, everyone, you have a car or a vehicle that you drive. How many of you know that car, every car has a check engine light? Uh, and soon it'll be check battery light, but whatever, you know. Uh, it, but you have a check engine light. And how many of you know that when the check engine light goes on, you must give immediate attention t- uh, to that light or greater damage will result, right, if you, if you don't take care of that check engine light? Uh, on the dashboard of your life, there really ought to be a check anger light because the minute it lights up, immediate attention is required or greater damage will result in your life. So the funny thing is, is we pay more attention, have you noticed? We pay more attention to to the check engine light in our cars than the check anger light in our own lives. And that needs to be turned around. Remember, not all anger is bad, especially when it leads to action and doing something better. But unchecked anger can actually be devastating and damaging. So uh, I'll I'll just say this. Being angry is a destructive way. uh, Being angry in a destructive way can cause damage and even death. You go like, really, Pastor Perry? Yes. In fact, it goes all the way back to Genesis in your Bible. Genesis is the first book in your Bible. And in Genesis, you have Cain and Abel, the story of Cain and Abel. Cain became the first murderer in the Bible because of his anger. In fact, look at it in Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. It says, Cain was very angry. Say it with me this morning. Cain was very angry. 
Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he killed him. And this all came out uh, uh, driven by anger. So what, what I want you to see is, is that this emotion of anger has been around ever since the beginning of time, all the way back to Genesis in the Bible. And at its very worst, unchecked anger can be fatal. I didn't realize this, I just read it in the news last week, but the U.S. murder rate since the pandemic began has gone up 30% during the pandemic. It's gone up 30%, the highest one-year rise ever. In the last year, the murder rate has gone up by 30%, the highest one-year rate ever, rise ever. So what's behind all of this evil? Well, I can tell you, it's the devil himself who comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. He's behind it all. And one of the most effective weapons in his arsenal is anger. I'm telling you what, when you get angry, it's not God having you get angry unless it's a righteous anger. It's the devil most of the time. And he is one of his favorite uh, weapons in his arsenal is anger. So let's talk this morning about the road to overcoming anger. And I love what I'm getting ready to share with you right now. A lot of the scripture that we share this morning is going to be coming out of Proverbs, the book of wisdom, and as we kind of lean into it, kind of watch what happens. All right, everybody, y'all all all set? I'm going to be going through this pretty quickly here this morning, all right? Realize, uh, first of all, the road to overcoming anger. Number one, realize the cost of your anger, because anger costs something. Uh, You're less likely to get angry if you realize that there is always a high price tag for your anger. And I'll tell you what, there's been times in my life, when I was a kid especially, when I was a kid in marriage, in my 20s and 30s, I had a lot more energy to be angry than I do right now. But I can tell you this, there are was, there was certain times in my life where I'd lose my temper and something would get broken or something would get, you know, I remember once I kicked the wall just to be smart and put a hole in the wall. That was stupid because you got to fix it. And, uh, and then my car, God bless my car, there were times I would take my anger out on my car you ever done that? Floor your car and just, you know, like that, and real estate flies everywhere, but then you got to replace the tires and the transmission. It's always cost you something uh, to, to have uncontrolled anger, all right? So realize the cost of your anger. The Bible says this. The Bible's clear about the cost of uncontrolled angry, anger. It says this, an angry man stirs up dissension or strife, and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. If you're hot-tempered, you're going to commit many sins. You're going to do things that you normally wouldn't do. And then it says this, those who are short-tempered do foolish things. Those who are short-tempered do foolish things. I want you to write this down, everyone. I always lose when I lose my temper. I always lose when I lose my temper. And I've shared that before uh, here uh, in 20 years of preaching. In fact, my brother reminded me of it uh, uh, about a week ago and I was talking about it on the phone. I love that line that you used, I always lose when I lose my temper. Say it with me this morning. I always lose when I lose my temper. What do you lose? Well, you lose the respect of others. You can lose your family. How many families have been broken up because of anger? You can lose your job. You can lose your income. You can lose your health because I can tell you this, Anger and stress and all of that is bad for your health. So you can lose all of these things just over one thing, anger, and we need to learn how to overcome anger. Now, realize the cost of your anger and control it. In fact, the Bible says this, those who control their anger have great understanding. Those with a hasty temper will make 
uh, make mistakes. So those who control their anchors, say, say with me this morning, control your anger. And this has to do, again, with self-control. We'll get that to that in just a second. But you have the power to control yourself with the help of the Holy Spirit. You go like, man, I just can't get you. I'm always, no, no, no. You have the power. And I can prove it to you, you know. How many times have you ever been on your way to church, maybe just been in a gangbuster kind of argument or whatever, and bang, 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 sparks flying and everything, then you walk through, hello, this is the day that the Lord has made. How are you today? I'm blessed and highly favored. Praise God. And we control it. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't control your anger at your job, you'd be out of a job in the same day. So if you can control it at the job or in other places, you can also control it in your own private life. Amen. Okay, second thing here this morning is restrain your anger. Restrain it. And I'll read some uh, four verses from Proverbs, the book of wisdom. First of all, people with good sense... Good sense, and you've got good sense. People with good sense restrain their anger. They earn esteem by overlooking wrongs. You've got to overlook a lot of wrongs and restrain your anger. And then it says this, a fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when they're insulted. But a fool is always losing their temper. How many would rather be a wise person than a fool, amen? A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he was slow to anger uh, quiets uh, contentions. So if you're slow to anger, it'll quiet things down because things will actually go down unless you add fuel to the fire. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than one who takes a city. In other words, God's saying this. If you're slow to anger, you're better than the mighty, and you have more power than one who even takes a city. I'm talking kind of in, in military terms. If you, he who rules his spirit. So in other words, don't let your spirit rule you, but you rule your spirit. And you say to your spirit, spirit, you shut the burner down right now in the name of Jesus. In other words, self. In other words, I'm talking about spirit with a small s, not the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about you. I'm saying you can say, you know, it's time to just, have you ever talked to yourself? And you say, you know, help me, Lord, today that I just do not say what's on the inside. Don't let it come out in the name of Jesus. So restrain your anger. Restrain. How many you know that a horse, the first time you would tame all of that power in a horse is you have to restrain it in a good way for it to do its best for you and its best for society. It's not a wild horse anymore, but it's a restrained horse, but it restrains it in the right way so it's a benefit to everyone. Same way with us. So there's a pattern in Proverbs, and it's this. The pattern is be slow to anger, restrain it. Say with me this morning, be slow to anger, right? Third thing here this morning is reflect before reacting. Reflect. In other words, think before you speak. Think before you speak. Anger management is largely a matter of mouth management. So in other words, this little flap of flesh that we have in our mouth called the tongue can get us into so much trouble. James says it can start a world of fire out there, just the little things that we say. And by the way, the things that you say are very powerful, so watch what comes out, and especially how they come out. Don't respond impulsively. In fact, the Bible says a fool gives full vent to anger, but a wise person quietly holds it back. But a fool gives full vent. A wise person, no, hold back, hold back. In, in fact, hold back, chill out is a biblical term. We used to call it cool it when I was growing up, cool it. In other words, be gentle in your response. And the Bible says this, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And everyone, y'all are smart. 
You know what the harsh words are, and they're, they're waiting in your vocabulary like a loaded gun just for you to just to shoot them off at the wrong time. And you've got to learn to keep those harsh words inside. Don't let them get outside because when you're in the middle of a um, conversation or whatever, man, you can pull the cheap shot and throw those harsh words out. God says, don't, that. A wise, don't do that. A wise person quietly holds back. Hallelujah. So hold back. Now, here's the other one. Learn to listen. Say it with me this morning. Learn to listen. Learn to listen because God gave us two ears and one tongue so that we would listen twice as much as we talk. The problem is, is we talk twice as much as we listen. But listening is a gift, so learn to listen. In fact, the Bible says, my dear brothers, take note of this, dear brothers and sisters, um, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Say it with me here this morning, quick to listen. Quick to listen. In other words, I use the uh, acronym TLLM, talk less, listen more. And I do it for myself because I'm, I, I mean, honestly, I have to train myself to listen more than I talk. Even in the middle of a conversation, I've got, I'll ask myself the question, are you listening enough or are you just thinking for the next thing you're going to say while the other person is talking? To listen well is a gift, everybody. So it says, be slow to speak and slow to become angry for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Now, the Bible says this, he who has knowledge spares his words and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered... uh, he is considered perceptive when he shuts his, his lips. He's considered, so watch this. When you're in a committee meeting, a board meeting, or a group of people, and you're doing all of the talking, it's not, it's not elevating your wisdom in the eyes of the other people around you. If you're calm, they'll actually think that you're perceptive and you're wise if you spare your words instead of just putting it all out there. Can I get a witness? Now, I might be pointing at you with one finger, but I got three pointing back at me because I deal with all the same things that you deal with in, this, in the same answer. But I've found in life, the more um, uh, conservative it or the more careful I am with the words that I have inside, the better it goes for me, all right? Fourth thing here, that, all with me this morning, y'all co- okay? All right, are you tracking with me, everybody? Young people, is this kind of making sense too? Come on, all right. You're doing good, yeah, you're all doing good. I love our young people, man. And, uh, and, uh, Actually, they're kind of a gauge for me because if I can speak to young people, I can speak to anybody, you know, so I'm watching you guys. And uh, so thank you for leaning in and, and really being, you know, you're, you're leading the way in worship even now, getting up and just praising God and all of that stuff. Man, I think that's just awesome. All right. <clears throat> Let me see where I'm at right now. I'm on four, right? Okay, request help from the Lord. And by that, I mean pray. So request help from the Lord pray and then here you can and and you say well what should I pray well it's all through scripture but let me just give you you know point you in the right direction here this morning pray something like this uh, out of Psalm 141 verse 3 Lord set a guard over my mouth O Lord keep watch over the door of my lips 
Oh my goodness. When you get up in the morning, say, God, let the words that I speak today, Lord, be uplifting words, be words that encourage people instead of criticize them. God, I'm so good at criticizing people. Help me to just look for people to encourage. And if I don't have anything good to say, then just not to say anything at all. Lord, set a guard over my mouth, Lord, and keep watch over the door of my lips. Hallelujah. Now, I know we don't like the pandemic, and I know that it's been a drag being in the pandemic, but God has been with us, and he's going to see it through us. Then we've got to look at some of the benefits, but maybe one of the benefits of the pandemic is, is this when it pertains to, to anger. <laughs> Lord, set a guard over my mouth. Can I get a witness? Amen. So we have a built-in incentive right there. We already got something over our mouth. But he says, Lord, watch the words that I say. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes you'll say something like, what in the world? What just came out of my mouth? I don't know where that came from. Let me tell you where it came from. It came from your heart. If you squeeze a tube of toothpaste, what's going to come out of it? Whatever's inside, it's going to be toothpaste. But if you squeeze it, when you get in the squeeze of life and you're under pressure, that pressure is going to cause whatever's on the inside of you to come out. And that's why we want our inside to be pure before God. In fact, the Bible says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. Say it with me this morning, good person, good treasure, it's good. But an evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. Say it with me this morning, evil person, evil treasure produces evil. So, but because why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the, mind, the mouth speaks. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, so uh, uh, let, well, what's the solution? I said request help from the Lord and pray. And here's another prayer you can pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Just like David prayed it, we can pray. God, and I just pray this, and I really want this to be prayer. God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my heart, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is that you over there, Eddie? How you doing, my good friend? How old are you now? How old are you? Ten years old. Man, we've been friends before you were ever born. So I'm just saying, I mean, I've known you since the day you were born, and here you are sitting in church, and you're actually listening to pastor preach, and you're ten years old. I think that's really good, Eddie. Hallelujah. And all of you young people, man, I'll tell you what. I was here before you discovered America, and it was just a good thing to see you <laughs> here this morning, uh, you know, listening to the word of God. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, number five is this, rid yourself of anger. So we've talked about all these things, but rid yourself of anger. In other words, how many of you ever have things in your house that you just got to get rid of, right? And you'll have, you'll, you'll like get to gather everything around, you just like to throw it out, and sometimes you'll have a garage sale, you'll sell everything that you can, and then everything left over kind of is, man, I don't want it back. Let's put it in the trash or give it to Goodwill. Goodwill gets a lot of junk, but anyway, from us. But uh, rid yourself of anger. In fact, the Bible says this, get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, and, and, and as well as all types of evil behavior. Get rid of it. Just like you would shake a viper off like Paul did, you shake off all of this other stuff in the name of Jesus. This anger. No, I'm not going to have it. It's not going to be part of my life. I'm shaking it off. And now, it says, now is the time to get rid of anger. Not, you know, a month from now or two months, but now. Say it with me right now. Now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. 
man, I could just stop right there and just, but I will for just a second. I'll just pull off to the side of the road for a second. But there's a lot of dirty language going around nowadays. I mean, a lot of dirty language. And it's found its way into church because people don't realize this is not part of our natural vocabulary. There, I, I, when you watch TV right now, the vernacular of our world is increasingly dirty. Dirty language. People are using the S word. People are using the F word. And by F, I mean food, like food. Like where do we eat? What restaurant do we eat? Food. That's what the F word stands for, right? Food, right? That's what I thought. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but anyway, no, but I'm, I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. But I'm talking, and by the way, don't look at me or don't write me any bad notes like pastor just said that people are using the S word and the F word uh, from the pulpit. He actually said they're doing that. Yes, they are, and yes, I am saying it. And the reason why is because they're saying it now every other word. And I don't care if you have a PG-13 or a PG, uh, you know, uh, uh, Disney or whatever you've got, it's all over the place and it's in interviews and it's being laced in there all the time and everything that you hear, it's every other word. And I wanna just say this and it also finds its way into the church because with the same mouth that we bless the Lord on Sunday morning, we say praise the Lord is the same mouth that we curse our neighbor and use all these other words, my brethren, can sweet water and bitter water come out of the same mouth? And James says this, it should not be mentioned of you. It says, get rid of that junk, including that dirty language. Give me a loud amen, because it's true whether you believe it or not. And say, God, I don't want that coming out of my mouth, because sometimes we'll walk right out of the church, and then we're just like, you know, cussing away, just like a, you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, politically correct preaching right here. Hallelujah. I love you all. Everybody's good here. You're all doing so good. Everybody's living right. Everybody's thinking right. Listen, even the words that we speak come from the abundance of our heart, but let me just say this, that even the thoughts that you think come from the abundance of the heart. So that's why we have to pray, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in, in your sight, Lord God, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So, and then rid yourself of all of this anger, including all this slander and dirty language and all of that. Number six, you're so glad I moved on to the next point. Refrain from anger. And we're, we're not only resist it, but refrain from anger. And that word refrain means just cease, stop it, stop it. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. So there will always be opportunities to become angry, but learn to turn from your anger. Learn to turn from your anger. And if you'll make this a habit, God will help you with this habit. Here's my seventh and last point this morning. He said, Pastor Perry, what a list here. We're only talking about anger, but I've got such a problem with it. How am I gonna get over it? It's like a part of my life. It's like taking over a piece of my life. How can I get over it? You can't get over it without the help of the Holy Spirit. So rely on the Holy Spirit. Not self-reliance, but reliance on the Holy Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit. So overcoming anger is a process that must be practiced every single day and the Holy Spirit will help you because he's our helper. Jesus said, you need help. I'm gonna send someone to be with you. He's gonna come alongside of you, the paraclete. He's gonna live inside of you, but he's gonna be beside you to help you 
Hallelujah. And how many you know that we all need help, right? And the Holy Spirit will be there to help you. If you say, Holy Spirit, I just really need your help. Watch this. Look at this. But the fruit of the Spirit, when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you'll have the fruit coming out. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Watch these last two, though. Gentleness, self-control. Say it with me this morning. Gentleness, self-control. You mean I can control myself? Man, yes, you can. With the help of the Holy Spirit, you can control yourself. So the Bible says this, let your gentleness be evident to all. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Let me ask you, if, if it was somebody else speaking about you, what would they say? What would they say? Would they say he's a gentle person or is he a hothead? And for some, they might say, man, he's a hothead. He's just waiting for one step away from just blowing up at all the time. This guy is ballistic, or he could be, this guy is a gentle person and good judgment, all of that. Right now, today, it might be your anger that is evident to all, but the Holy Spirit will help you overcome your anger, and instead, your gentleness will be known to all. Hey, everyone, there can be a flip side here. Instead of your anger being known to all, your gentleness will be known to all. But how does it happen? It happens with the help of the Holy Spirit, and he will help you. Thank you, Lord God. So a final word today now, and it's going to be the same as the first word that we started with today. This is our anchor verse right now. In your anger, do not sin. Say it with me this morning. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. In other words, take care of this business today. In other words, say, God, man, I got the problem. I got that anger problem. Help me today. And don't give the devil a foothold in your life. God, we don't want him to have a foothold in our life at all. So if you receive the word of the Lord today, would you give the Lord a great hand clap of praise? Would you do that? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me all across the auditorium this morning. I wanted to say you've just been awesome to uh, speak to this morning, to share with this morning here on campus and also online. I just bless all of you. Uh, I want to pray for you right now, and we're going to pray and ask the Lord to remove the anger that's in your life and replace it with the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's what we're going to play, the great exchange right here. All of that anger being replaced by the peace of God that passes all understanding. So I want to ask you here this morning, uh, just to bow your heads for a moment. I'm not going to call you forward or identify you in any way that would ever embarrass you or anything like that. But with your heads bowed for a moment and your eyes closed, I want to just ask you, if you say, Pastor Perry, I've got anger issues in my life and I know that I do. And it's just not, it seems to be above any level that I'd ever want them to be at. And so much of the anger that I have is destructive. It's not constructive anger. It's destructive, destructive. It's hurting me. It's hurting my marriage. It's hurting my life. It's hurting my household. Uh, would you pray for me? I, I, I want God to help me overcome, to be an uh, overcomer, but to overcome anger in my life. If you need that kind of a prayer, I want to just ask you just to quickly uh, lift up your hand this morning, very quickly, if you lift up your hand all across the auditorium this morning, and, 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 and then you can put your hands down, all right? Um, uh, I would say and, uh, that there was uh, easily over 50% of, of those here this morning that just say, I've got, you know, issues with anger. And I'm just saying, we are living in an environment right now that lends itself to you getting angry. And so you've got to just say, God, the world that I'm living in, it just kind of, it's like, it, 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 it's, it's like it's just pushing on you to become angry. It's like, it's almost like an acceptable thing. 
and you just got to be able to say, God, I just need you to help me to rise above it and to overcome anger in every way and give me a calm spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to ask you just to pray with me right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your words today that are words of life. And right now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to renew a right spirit within me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord, I ask you to do a miracle. Take this anger away in the mighty name of Jesus. Take this anger away. And Lord, let me have the peace of God that passes all understanding. Let me not be ruled by anger, but let me be led by peace. And I pray it in your holy name, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. And I want to here. I want to just show you one other thing too, is when anger creeps up in your life, and it'll happen. A, a, a really good thing. I just had this happen to me uh, in the last week or so. Um, uh, just some anger that came inside of me, and then the Holy Spirit just said, uh, "How do I deal with that?" Because when you get anger and you don't take care of it the right way, fast enough, you'll start to fixate on it and ruminate on it and then it just and then and then it, you focus on it and then it wrecks one day after another after another God doesn't want you to live that way day after day after day and the Holy Spirit says you, you, here's what you need to do Perry you need just to just forgive you just need to forgive but I've been wrong no you need to forgive anyway even if you've been wrong just forgive anyway and then I said you know what I mean because the Holy Spirit's brilliant you know I said you're right you know you know when something reconciles I know that's what I need to do and I just forgave and you know what even within the same day within two or three hours I couldn't hardly remember what I was getting angry about at all it just it just like it, it actually dissolved away so walk in forgiveness um, let your anger be under the Spirit's control don't don't let it be um, the, you know, if, if you have any anger, let it be productive, like to, to improve things around you. But other, other than that, don't go with the destructive anger. God is going to help you with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's the last point, and it's really the most powerful point and important point, is the Holy Spirit. Hey, I'm here to help you, and he will help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and he will help you. He really will. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Now, I want you to say this. When you walk out of this place today, you are going to be tested, all right? So um, uh, 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 this morning when I came to church this morning, Barbara and I were riding the church, and I really needed to get here quickly. And then Barb usually stops, and we get a sandwich that I can have in between services, a little egg sandwich, and we usually go through Starbucks. We went through Starbucks this morning, and then the car was there for about 10 to 15 minutes with four cars ahead of us still, and just sitting there. And I go, God's testing me right now in this message, testing me, testing me, testing me. And then she goes, man, you didn't even get angry today. I said, I know. I got to preach in a few minutes here. So <laughs> but what was it that saved me? I was saved and turned the right direction by the truth of the words, word of God. I was armed, if I will, with the truth of the word of God. And once you got the word inside of you, some better things start coming outside of you, all right? So I wanted to say you will be tested because you're going to go out on East Stockton Boulevard. First test. Second test, you're probably going to get on uh, Highway 99, possibly. You're always tested when you're on Highway 99, you know, your anger. And then other little things that will come in. No, don't take the bait. 
God says this, you, you, you just restrain it. You be the peacemaker. I'll help you to rise above and be an, uh, to overcome anger. Let me just pray a word of blessing over you. Father in heaven, I just pray a word of blessing over, you, over the, our wonderful church family. God, thank you that we could gather here on campus and online. And Lord, I just thank you that you spoke to our hearts about something that is so a big part of our life, and that's how we overcome anger in these days that are so filled with tension, tension and uncertainty. God, help us to be believers that by your spirit will rise above. So I just speak blessing over you right now. Um, I speak wholeness over you right now. I speak uh, health over you in the name of Jesus. I speak God's provision over you in favor and mercy and grace. But be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone that receives that blessing, give the Lord a loud amen. Amen. And we love you so much and have a great day and we'll see you next week. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless. Thank you.